Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. 53-58, again, five-point lead. Poole takes a three, got fouled, and banked it in! A three-ball banked in. Count the bucket, the foul, it's going to be a four-point play. Yeah, four-point play, and that was the Warriors' first free-throw attempt of the night just before halftime. Tim Roy on the call there. Warriors found themselves down a point at the half, but the third quarter is where the Lakers take charge, outscoring the Dubs 31-24. Then a mid-fourth quarter push as the Lakers got their lead all the way up to 14. It was 112-98, to but the Warriors went on a 14 nothing run to tie the game with 138 to go, but the Lakers prevail in this one. They get the final five points of the night to beat the Warriors. Game one, round two, 117 to 112. We welcome the inside Warriors wrap-up here at Chase Center on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson with you. Uh, We'll open up the phone lines right off the top of the show here. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. As uh, we'll keep this thing rolling as long as the people want to talk tonight as late as midnight, if you so choose here, as uh, the Warriors, you know, life comes at you fast. Do or die game seven a couple of days ago in Sacramento. Warriors able to get it done, thanks in part to Stephen Curry and his heroics in that game on Sunday afternoon. But now the Warriors find themselves in, in what I thought overall was was really kind of a feeling out process kind of a game both ways and the Warriors now find themselves though up against it and in a a virtual must-win situation right back here at Chase Center on Thursday to avoid going down 0-2 at home and so game one's suddenly a problem for the Warriors they lost game one and game two in Sacramento uh, lost game one in the finals so three straight game one losses after the Warriors have been dominant in the Steve Kerr era in game ones, but uh, the history isn't so much the problem as the ball game tonight. And you look at the first quarter, Warriors with a 31-29 lead at the end of the first. Steph Curry got it rolling early. Clay Thompson was rolling early. Both the Splash Brothers with 10 points in this one through the first quarter. But a theme that was building in the first quarter that, that wound up carrying through over the course of the entire night was the Lakers' ability to get into the paint and the Lakers' ability to shoot a high percentage in the paint while also getting to the free throw line. And it started with Anthony Davis, who wound up having a monster 
game one against the Warriors. Lakers outscore the Dubs 54-28 in the paint for the game, and Anthony Davis sets the tone with 30 points and 23 rebounds. And he had 14 on 7 of 8 in the first quarter. And after a 10-2 Warriors start, the first quarter was really the Anthony Davis and and the Lakers show, Uh, although the Warriors did hit 4 of 11 from 3, and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were rolling. So it was the Warriors who were taking and making a bunch of threes, and and the Warriors lose a game tonight where they wound up making 21 three-pointers and a three-point shot, keeping the Warriors in the game, but the Lakers offset it. Uh, Tonight was not a night where the Warriors played well on the interior, and tonight was not a night where the Warriors got much from their bench other than Jordan Poole's best game of the playoffs to this point as he went for 21, 6 of 11 from 3, that four-point play that we mentioned coming in to this one. But the Lakers take control third quarter after uh, really getting to the free throw line a ton in the second quarter to grab the lead going into the break. Uh, The Lakers plus 17 at the free throw line after three quarters, and they just shot it extremely well in the paint. You look at, at, at that, you know, Anthony Davis is going to be a handful. Uh, he's somebody that, you know, if he's going to play at this level, the Warriors are going to find themselves in trouble in, in this series in, in quick, fast, and, and in a hurry. And you, know, you look at the 54-28 advantage in the point and, and points in the paint, so plus 26 for the Lakers in the paint. Now, the Warriors wound up making 15 more three-pointers, and really the story of the game was, all right, the the Warriors wind up making 63 points worth of of three-pointers to the Lakers' 18, but then the Lakers able to make it up uh, with what they did in the paint and what they did at the free-throw line, and it all winds up being kind of a tale of, of two teams that want to play a couple of different styles, and the Warriors able to, to rally. They went small. I think that's something you can file away for future games in this series. The Lakers ran the table with their starters and, and finishing lineup down the stretch in this one. And the Warriors went small with Jordan Poole out there and Steph and Clay and Wiggins and, and Draymond Green and were able to ignite that 14 to nothing run that allowed them to tie the game. Uh, but in the final couple of minutes there, the final 138, it was the Lakers who ultimately prevail in this one. D'Angelo Russell with a layup made it 114 to 112. The, the Lakers really protected the paint. A couple of blocks. Uh, Anthony Davis blocking a Curry layup. LeBron James ended up going to the, the free throw line. And then the Warriors had the, the Jordan Poole three-pointer with about 10 seconds to go, a, a 27-footer. There was the, the odd late timeout granted off of that rebound uh, where Schroeder ended up putting the last two free throws in, uh, but it, it looked like the Warriors had maybe a jump ball attempt still down three. The official came in late, ends up calling it a timeout for the Lakers, so the Warriors have to foul in the game all but ends right there on the Schroeder free throws. Lakers get it done 117-112. to 112. So I want to hear from you, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as it is Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's just get it rolling on the phone lines tonight uh, as the people want to talk we do have full phone lines off the top and so we'll get it started tonight with daniel and berkeley uh here on 95 7 the game daniel you're on warriors wrap up warriors down 0-1 what's going on tonight 
Hi, J.D. Listen, I was just curious about one thing, one thing only. There were a couple of no calls and a couple of bad calls, and the one that sticks out in my mind is where uh, Jordan Poole got called for a foul, and everybody clearly saw that it wasn't a foul. My question is, aren't coaches' um, challenges um, going to be used in the playoffs here? I, I, I don't understand. There wasn't one called. Can you please explain that? There wasn't one challenge tonight for the Warriors. Well, Steve Kerr kept it in his back pocket, and there were a couple of different junctures tonight where he was looking up at the scoreboard. He was looking at his uh, assistant coaches and and those who were assigned to the the iPads to be able to to review uh, things like that and try and get a look at it. And every time there was a play that was close – it was deemed not to be something to where the Warriors believed they could they could win the challenge, and so the Warriors didn't take the time out to to go through uh, the challenge there. And so I know frustrating night when the Lakers go to the free throw line twenty nine times, the Warriors only get to the line six times. Uh, but you know, again, the coaching staff deemed that they didn't. You, you got to think you're going to win a challenge to attempt the challenge, and I think there were a couple where it looked like maybe it was close, but every time they took that poll of the coaching staff, it didn't uh, go the way of, of voting toward uh, moving forward with a, with a challenge. Rick in San Jose, 888-957-9570. Rick is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rick. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Hey, my horrible, horrible. AD was killing us in the paint, man. I, I don't know how. I don't know why Paul shot that shot. It was. I'm lost for words, but I think we're gonna take it. Warriors and six. I right, appreciate the call, Rick. And yeah, Warriors obviously have to go down to LA and, and win a game in, in their building. And the Warriors did show that they can win on the road by taking the last two games in, in Sacramento. And and look, the, the the good and the bad was Davis did destroy the Warriors tonight. Thirty and twenty three. He dominated on the interior. He had four blocks. The Lakers had ten block shots tonight. They really did a nice job walling off the paint. They the Warriors were getting whatever they wanted on the perimeter and, and knocking down the thread. I do think they got a little three happy in the first half. They were uh, had thirty first half three point attempts and I think the Warriors were trying to attack but they couldn't finish once they got uh, into the paint on a, on a couple of critical uh, you know, momentum-changing plays as the Warriors are, are making a run, I, I think the Lakers drew them off the line at, at times more in the second half because the Warriors were hitting from three-point range, but then everything was getting filtered toward the inside, and you look at, at Davis with the four blocks, you look at LeBron James with three blocks, Vanderbilt had a couple of blocks, uh, D'Angelo Russell even had a block, ten block shots in total, for the Lakers uh, in this one and the Warriors, a couple of those key ones down the stretch, I think there were a few other shots altered, and so the Warriors want to be comfortable from the perimeter and and looked comfortable from the perimeter, but get enough finishes inside the paint uh, in in the key moments tonight, and uh, that's the way the Lakers draw it up. Now, as far as the the Jordan Poole shot, uh, I didn't love it in the moment, I think you could make a case watching the play back that that might have been the best look the Warriors were going to get after the Lakers took the ball out of Steph Curry's hands. Uh, I probably had more of a shot uh, or more of a problem with the Jordan Poole driving miss 
before that, uh, after uh, you know the, the Warriors, Curry had been blocked, and LeBron went to the line and, and made one of two, and then Jordan Poole ran through uh, on the next play and, and got to the bucket at, at 115 uh, to 112. And, you know, you, you look at that uh, and, you know, ultimately it, it proves to be the difference. But, yeah, if you had a problem with Jordan Poole taking that three, I know the Warriors didn't take a timeout in that situation. I think with as good as the Lakers can be defensively, Steve Kerr would tell you, and we'll hear his postgame press conference between now and 10 o'clock, that you don't want to give the defense an opportunity to set. Curry got the rebound uh, and, and looked back at the clock and pushed it. And the Warriors love their chances in those kind of scramble transition situations. But it wound up being Lakers take the ball out of Curry's hands. It finds Poole. Everybody else was covered. Poole was having himself a hot game. And so Jordan Poole at that point was 6 of 10 from 3. And so he he took the shot from 27 and and, and ultimately uh, winds up missing it. And the Warriors find themselves now down 0-1 in this series with Game 2 on the quick turnaround to be played on Thursday night. 888-957-9570. John in San Francisco next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, John. Hello? Hey, John. You're Yep, you're on the air, man. Hey, I was just going to talk about, I think people are going to say that Poole kind of lost that game, but I think we have to look at it as Poole played so much better than he has in these last few games. And I think, I actually want to ask you a question. How do you feel about the decision of Steve Kerr and the Warriors coaching staff deciding to not play Kaminga, even though our paint defense and our paint scoring was very bad tonight? Yeah, look, I don't have a problem with it. It it did surprise me, but I guess it shouldn't have surprised me, given how bad he was against the Kings. And again, it's a different matchup. And and the thing that I kind of kept in my mind about Kaminga was if the reports are true, that Kaminga truly was pouting and, and somebody that, that Steph Curry and others were questioning uh, going into that Game 7 in Sacramento. Like, if, if they feel like his head is in a place where he's kind of checked out or, or, or daubered down and disappointed and or angry that he's not playing, then it becomes a lot less surprising that he wouldn't get on the floor in, in a game like tonight. And so uh, I don't think he's done for the series necessarily. Uh, I do think, though, when he plays, he has to play a certain way. And, and his you know paint defense is not really what he's known for. In fact, he's been known for perimeter defense. Now, offensively, could he help him with some cutting uh, with, you know, for, for layups and, and dunks in this series, given the way the Lakers are, are defending the Warriors? I, I think potentially. But I also think, and and there was another moment from the regular season that I had filed away in trying to analyze whether Kaminga would be at least an initial part of the game plan in game one of this series. And I I recall the first game out of the All-Star break, and and when Kaminga was on the floor, the Lakers just flat out just stayed away. they, they, They just let him stand on the perimeter and forced him to the perimeter, and, and any time he got the ball, they just dared him to shoot. And it, it led to Steve Kerr you know, taking him out and him not playing very much in, in that game in particular. 
and it led to Steve Kerr having to say to him, hey, you don't have to take a, a, a even a wide-open early shot clock three from the wing. You can you know, try to get into a dribble handoff action, try to move the ball and get it back in a better rhythm. And I, I just remembered that sequence where he clanked three threes in a row, basically, that were – that were, you know, all just wide open dare shots by the Lakers. And I thought, you know what? I wonder if this is the kind of series where, at least at the start, maybe, maybe that's not something if, if he's already, you know, in, in the doghouse, maybe a little bit, uh, based on the last series to where you're just going to throw him out there and give him run. I'll say this he could still be an emergency sub, uh, he could still be part of the adjustment. After this thing, you know, doesn't go well for the Warriors in, in in Game One, and they wind up taking a loss. I think they probably look at at tonight, and you know, Jamichael Green hit a couple of threes. I don't think he had a great night, but he hit a couple of threes tonight. Moses Moody didn't play a lot. Moody basically has been getting Kaminga's minutes, uh, at least did in the Sacramento series, and that you know, Kaminga's poor play in the King series is what opened the door for Moody. So maybe somebody else's poor play in this series opens the door for Kaminga moving forward. That's all I can I can really say uh, to that. But I I don't think that's you know really why the Warriors lost the game or anything anything like that. Uh, I, I don't know that he's going to be somebody that's going to be down low banging with with, with Anthony Davis, uh, you know, as far as you know slowing down the the paint production there. And if anything, he's proven that he hasn't been a rebounder for this Warriors team, and that's what you have to do if you're going to be on the floor at this point uh, if you're Jonathan Kaminga. So small part of the story, not ruling him out for the rest of this series, but this is the kind of thing that happens when you get buried based on the fact that you're not playing well and if the reports are true that he was he was kind of dauber down and or pouting about not getting run in the first series to where you're, as a head coach, going to be more reluctant to put him out there again unless it does become some kind of a, a, a you know emergency-type situation. Uh, as far as the Jordan Poole part, and we'll keep it, we'll keep it rolling here, uh, you know, it, it is kind of a catch-22. You, you may not like the drive late where Poole throws it up and misses it. You may not like the 27-foot-3 with 10 seconds to go on that final possession where the Warriors were in position to to win the game. You may not like that, but he also did have his best game of the playoffs. 21 points, he was a plus 7, he made six threes, and the Warriors showed in the final six minutes that they could go small against this Lakers team and make a big run. Now the Lakers made the key plays in the final minute and a half, and Poole was part of that equation, but Poole was also part of, just by virtue of him being on the court, he allowed... Steph to kind of do more down the stretch, and he allowed the Warriors to speed the game up a little bit down the stretch against the the Lakers' bigger unit. And so I think that's something that that the Warriors probably look at as something maybe they can have in their back pocket and looking to counter what the the Lakers are doing. There's there's two things you can do: you could try and match up and get bigger, or you can try and go smaller and run them off the floor or, or make them pay for the fact that they want to go big and, and, and the style of play that, that they put out there on the floor. And I think the Warriors probably file away that run as something that they could go back to in key moments to try and get on a run. All right, let's go to Mike in San Francisco. What's up, Mike? 
was good. Yeah, I used to do a hella fun show on the weekend, you and Stanley. But anyways, you got some legends. But I want to say, appreciate that. You can't be mad for that shot. I think that shot's like, you know, three, two out of three. That shot, pool would make that. You know, so I'm really happy you took it. That's how legends are kind of made. But I really, really, I'm drunk, Mike, and I really, really want to steal two in L.A. And I really, really want to blow them out in L.A. badly. Like, I I really want that. We can lose a series, but I really want to blow them out. So I believe that <laughs> Tuesday and Monday. Thursday and Monday we're in L.A., right? You probably went to the games, but I really want to blow them out so badly. I'm tempted to go to L.A. to just see that to blow them out. Do you think that's possible? Well, Mike, at this point, and thanks for the call, they they just have to win a game in this series. <laughs> and I think Warrior fans would love if it's a blowout. I think Warrior fans would take if it's by one point. And it's Saturday and Monday uh, where the Warriors are going to be in L.A. Uh, game two Thursday here at Chase. Game three Saturday. Game four coming up on, on Monday from L.A. And, yeah, I will be down there. So if you're heading down to L.A., uh, I, I will be covering the game and – doing Warriors Live and Warriors Wrap-Up and, and Warriors this week uh, from Los Angeles uh, Saturday and and Monday uh, here on 95.7 The Game. So, yeah, look look forward to that. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of a catch-22 with the pool shot. I think a lot of Warrior fans are going to hate it. A lot of Warrior fans are going to be okay with it. But, you know, it was a night where at least he was hot. And I think you can make a case watching it back. I didn't love it in the moment, but I think you could make the case going back through it that that might have been the best shot that that they would have gotten in that situation. Also a situation where the Lakers could foul if the clock continues to to run down a little bit more and not allow the the three-point attempt. So I think Poole took it before maybe the Lakers got into a mode where up three they wanted to maybe take a, a foul. And again... He was having a hot night. If this was a night where he had been one for eight or something like that, maybe he tries to put his head down and do some kind of drawn kick at at that point. Uh, But he took it. He missed it. Warriors couldn't get the rebound, didn't get the jump ball call, and the Lakers wind up walking out of chase tonight with a 117-112 to win and a 1-0 series advantage. 888-957-9570, triple eight. 957-9570. 957-9570. Idris in Hayward is next. What's going on, Idris? Hey, hey, how's it going, Chief? Uh, caught the game. First off, not even remotely worried. You know, we just got out of a gruesome game seven, and I was like, okay, we playing two two games are going against the Lakers. If we slip this one, but based on what I saw, I like what I saw. Adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. This was a fill-out game. Um, but I'm going to go through some quick points. First off, um, Kamon Looney is going to have – he's going to have problems. So I, I like the DeMichael Green in there. He had a couple of threes. We can't let AD do what he wants. And AD's inconsistent. I mean, it, it, we'll see what he does the next two games. Another thing I want to put out there is we got to get more out of DiVincenzo. I love his energy, but he needs, to, he needs to score more. He needs to give us at least a solid 8 to 12 points. Um, and, you know, Draymond doing his typical talking and talking. But at the end of the day, if we're not going to get fouls on AD, he can't be on the floor that much. So um, I think that we just got to be cool, relax, and we got. I'm not. I'm not worried a little bit, but more than likely, this is going to go to seven, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like we got seven written all over it, and it's going to be amazing. And the words are going to come through. That's all I got. Take care. God bless. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think this series is going seven. I, I mean, that was my pick, Warriors in seven going into it. And I, I figured that there was a strong likelihood that it was going to be 1-1 after the first couple of games. And I know the back and forth in the lead-up to game one was really about whether or not the Lakers would, you know, this game was the one the Lakers had to get based on the fact that they were going to be more rested and the Warriors were coming out off of the the game seven in Sacramento. And I, I thought it was interesting, Steve Kerr, before the game said, hey, no, we should go out there and, and we're more cohesive and we've been doing the every other day thing and we're in a rhythm and, and maybe they're not. It was almost as if Steve Kerr was trying to intentionally not give his team an excuse. In, in essence, force them to push through and force them to – to, to try and think of the fact that they've been playing these every other day games as an advantage and, and not a disadvantage. But there's there's no doubt the Lakers came in in this one and, and had the advantage as far as being more rested. I thought the Warriors got off to that 10-2 start, and, and they were looking good at that point. But again, a, a little three-happy, I thought, in the first half. They ended up, what, 13-30 8 of 23, I guess, in the second half. 21 of 53, I mean, you would take that. I mean, you make 21 threes and you basically do it at a 40% clip. Where the Warriors didn't come through in this game was on the interior. On the interior, really, on on either side. The, The length bothered the Warriors on the inside. The size bothered the Warriors on the inside. And again, just looking at the shooting numbers and the paint production numbers, 54 for the Lakers in the paint to the Warriors 28 and the Lakers did it at a at a 57% clip in the paint while the Warriors were 14 to 35 and shot 40% in the paint. So it's one thing to only have 28 and get outscored by 26, but to have that many attempts in the paint it was really like game 6 against Sacramento, very similar not with respect to the turnovers and this was a relatively turnover-free game both ways. Not a lot of ball pressure, really, either way. Eight turnovers apiece for both the Lakers and the Warriors, but you run through it, and the Warriors, when they got on the interior, they weren't able to finish. When the Lakers got on the interior, they were able to finish, and that winds up being a slight difference in a game where the Warriors still had a significant advantage, of a plus 45 point advantage in terms of of three-pointers made. I mean, 63-18, so plus 25 for the Warriors as far as the the three-point shot. I'm sorry, plus 45 as far as the three-point shot goes. But when you look at the points off of free throws, that was a plus 20 for the Lakers. And then you look at the points in the paint, and that was a plus 26. So between points in the paint and free throws – the Lakers offset the 45-point advantage that the Warriors had at the three-point line. And so they end up with the edge in this one, and they wind up winning this one 117-112. to 888-957-9570. Uh, Caprice is next. What's up, Caprice? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. So, um... You made some great points, um, but I think the free throw disparity is a problem. And the the reason why I say that is because I saw a tweet on Twitter that said that 
you can say that the freedom of spirit is on Golden State because they were afraid to go inside the paint because, like you mentioned before, that, that the Lakers' size um, bothered them. But at the same time, I saw a lot of flops from the Lakers that shouldn't have been calls. And two plays where I thought it was ridiculous, where they, Mark Davis, um, wh- whoever it was, I think it was Mark Davis, he basically called a foul on Jermon Green, basically saying that Jermon Green pulled Vanderbilt down to the ground when that wasn't the case. And I'm seeing Anthony Davis roll over players. And also Jordan pulled his three, and then he gets fouled on his hip. And then they don't call anything. So I just feel like the free disparity is just, like, ridiculous to me. And another thing is, like, what do you think Golden – should Golden State feel happy going into game two? And what do you think they should do to get game two on their home court before they go to L.A.? Thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, Caprice. I, I think I think maybe a little more small ball is something that you file away because the Warriors were able to get on that run – in the fourth quarter once they got down 14 to, to make the push. And it was kind of that last-ditch effort. But it, it, it very much to me was a Steve Kerr feeling things out kind of a game. And, all right, let's just see how big of a problem Anthony Davis is going to be. Let's try and get a feel for how the Lakers are going to try and defend the Warriors. Look, the free-throw disparity thing, that's going to be a story in this series. And, you know, the Lakers had – the, the number one differential, I believe, in, in the league this year. The Warriors don't shoot a, a lot of, of free throws typically. The Lakers, yeah, most free throws per game this year for the Lakers. The Warriors were 30th in free throw attempts. So you look at the, the big-time disparity tonight, 29 attempts to six, they, it's just a tale of, of two teams built in a very different manner. And so the Warriors are going to have to overcome that in their own way. I think tonight the plan was to overcome it at the free throw line. I didn't really see anything glaring or galling tonight uh, as far as the whistle. Uh, either way, it's just, if anything, the Warriors maybe at times were a little bit slow, which created some fouls. And I think the the Lakers, you know, were able to to swallow up and and really wall off the paint to a point where a lot of the Warriors' attempts that were misses, it didn't feel like in real time, at least, that there were all these calls that were missed on the interior, like the Lakers were getting away with all this hacking. Now, I do think you know playoff series do tend to game to game, the the whistle can change, and I do think the game to game the whistle can change based on which team is up and which team is down and so I would anticipate that if the Warriors are a little bit more aggressive and get their spacing in order and their patience in order a la the Sacramento series they would probably get a, a couple of more calls uh, and get a few more uh, opportunities at the at the free throw line here moving forward in in the coming games all right eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Lakers beat the Warriors 117 to 112. Uh, we got your secret sauce of the game coming up here in just a moment, uh, but let's go back to the phones, and that's Tony and Alameda here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tony. Hey, hey thank you for taking my call there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared, okay? We lose a nice game, we're going to get swept here. I'm dead serious. I mean, we are not. We're not playing like we did against um, against Sacramento here. Okay, KD, he's a monster. 
Okay. Uh, Looney, he had 23 rebounds, but you cannot contain KD down below there. You got to put big body on him. You cannot let this guy score more than 15 points. Okay. Also, us, Curry, I mean, he did his 50 points. It's just like he was in La La Lamb, you know, in the first quarter. We're doing some, uh, we're doing some turnovers there. And I think the first two minutes, Clay Thompson there, he didn't go for the ball in the sideline. It's like, come on now, he just started the game. He didn't go for a loose ball there. That's 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 a bad sign already to me. Come on, you, you got to get the first game at home. You got to you got to pound him right there and just punch him in the face. Now now they got they got the uh, the series here. It seems like you know it's not what's best out of six right now. So come on, Warriors. You got to play more team and get the rebound. Uh, Looney, you did, you did your job. The rest of the team there, I'm sorry. We, we did not play like we did the, last, the seventh game against uh, Sacramento. Yeah, and look, it's it's a different matchup, it's a different team, and it, it's it's a different series. And so, you know, yeah, the Warriors have to bounce back and win on Thursday. Looney did have trouble with Davis. Uh, you know, I, I do think the Warriors may have to double Davis a little bit more, hit him with some quick doubles, make him look to be more of a passer and dare the Lakers to do the one thing that they really don't do very well, which is – the ability to knock down the three-point shot. I mean, the Lakers were 6 of 25 from three and wound up winning the game because they dominated the paint and got to the free-throw line, and Anthony Davis had the monster night that he did. I I think at some point, uh, because the Warriors don't have another big body that they can really throw at them, like Looney is the answer, and yeah, Looney did yeoman's work in terms of the rebounding, and 23 boards, and he held his own, but Davis is just a very different matchup from an athleticism standpoint and his ability to kind of face up and and he, he just he's just a problem for the Warriors if he's going to play at the level that he did tonight I think the one thing you can do though is try to send some doubles at him and rotate and you never want to show that too early in a series but I do think it's something you could see more of coming up in in game two on Thursday as the Warriors reach, a, 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 let's be honest, an early little bit of a, of a desperation mode in this series down 0-1. 888-957-9570. Sherwin in San Jose next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Sherwin. Hi, Idol, my favorite commentator. So, uh, you know, Jamie, I'm just so happy because uh, I get to see another Warriors uh, series and I get to hear from you again. I thought I'm going to be hearing you for next year. So it didn't happen. So thank you. And uh, for the positive side of the game, uh, with the 14-0 run, uh, we think uh, I think Warriors is okay. Uh, two fans is uh, like uh, they trust in the Warriors, and, and the zone I think is one of the uh, best uh, move that Kerr made. That's why they had a uh, uh, a run for for the, for the next uh, five minutes or so. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Davey. Uh, J.D., you're the, you're the man. You're my idol. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Sherwin. Uh, and, and, yeah, the Warriors did go zone. Uh, the Warriors, again, that's something you can do with a team that can't shoot. The only problem with the zone is you got to be able to rebound out, out of the zone if, if you're going to roll with it. you got to be in position to be able to, you know, sometimes you, if you're not blocking out 
anyone specifically, uh, some of those offensive rebounds can can go back to the to the opposition. So yeah, I, I, again, I, I keep thinking it it was very much a, a feeling out game. I know Idris had the point earlier, and and I agree with them. Although I didn't touch on it, so I want to make sure I do it now. The, the Warriors do need more from from Dante Divincenzo and and from. Draymond Green in in the scoring department and you know six point there's a big difference between six and ten or twelve for for Draymond and you know he was three of nine in in the game tonight you know DiVincenzo it's it's been scattered like he just seems unwilling to take a shot because he's not confident in his shot unless it's a wide open look at this point. And so there's been a lot of these 0 for 0, 0 for 1, 1 for 3 uh, type DiVincenzo games. And if he isn't going to provide any scoring at all, then he probably can't play a lot. And, and tonight it was basically six in the rotation for the most part. And Peyton and DiVincenzo spelled some minutes. Jermichael Green gave the Warriors some minutes. Draymond's foul trouble. And I thought Draymond being in foul trouble for a good portion of the night essentially prevented him from being able to be effective and that's something that you know Draymond's got to be better with you know you can't be getting in foul trouble and taking yourself off the floor and 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 just setting kind of a a a rough tone for for how the night is is ultimately gonna play out but yeah the the zone did work at times the small lineup did work in terms of speeding the game up and I, I think the Warriors are are going to have to be hopeful that that they can try to use some of what the Lakers do well against them as this series goes on because they just don't have the big bodies to throw any more size at the Lakers it's just not how this roster is is constituted at this point Johnny in San Francisco 888-957-9570 hey Johnny you're on Warriors wrap up Lakers win it tonight 117 to 112 what's on your mind all right, we lost Johnny. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's get to a couple of text messages on the Comcast Business text line four one five. The Lakers ten blocks, still only six made threes versus twenty one. That's a winning formula uh, for, for. That's not going to translate into a winning formula for L A. And so, uh, yeah, uh, again, if the Warriors can clean up the paint the, and, and get good enough looks to where they're, they're consistent, uh, I, I think you know, this series does flip in the Warriors' direction. 925, J.D., I'm honestly optimistic after this game. I think that Warriors have more adjustments they can go to. Lakers showed their best hand defensively in this game, not to mention LeBron and Anthony Davis have to do it again in 48 hours and every other day. Well, both teams could could basically make that case moving forward here that that they could get a little bit fatigued, although LeBron is the oldest player among the star players in in this series, and Davis has shown an inability at times to maintain his health as some of these playoff series have have gone on. So, yeah, if this was the the freshest AD and LeBron that you're going to get, I mean, both of those guys – played pretty well, though LeBron didn't shoot it well uh, in this one. One of eight from three and nine of 24 overall. Uh, but again, uh, nice floor game from Reeves. D'Angelo Russell gave the Lakers something after a, a tough start. Schroeder is a pain in the neck for the Warriors and was again tonight. He got to the free throw line more times than the Warriors got to the free throw line as a squad. 
uh, in this one. Nine of ten from the line, Anthony Davis. Eight for eight. Uh, the free throws, the difference in this one, along with the paint points, helping to offset the Warriors' three-point advantage. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's keep it going here on the phone lines. Is it Josue? Josue on on Warriors wrap up. Yeah, yes, it's Jose hey. from Fremont. What's going on, JD? Hey, what's going on, Jose? Hey, uh, not much, man. Just you know, reflecting on the game. And here's my take. I'll keep it short because I imagine you got a lot of callers. I'm going to take a optimistic approach. Glass half full, kind of like Sherwin down there in San Jose. I like this call, man. He's happy just to be here, and I can dig that. Um, so just kind of analyzing where we're coming from and where LA's coming from. We just you know, heated seven-game series, a well-coached, hungry young team, big 50-burger just two days ago in L.A., kind of coming off six games, playing a, like, self-defeated Memphis Grizzlies. They had a lot more energy. A.D. played 43 minutes. So I feel like as the series progresses, the, the, that, like, energy playing field is going to level out. We'll see how he can hold up on Thursday. And like you said, LeBron James, the oldest player on the court, not calling him old like Dylan Brooks did, but just kind of factual statements. And so I, I you know, and I, I think one of the text lines says we have more adjustments, adjustments to make, um, you know, like the small ball and stuff. So I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. And uh, yeah, go Dubs. Thanks, JD. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Josue. Appreciate you checking in, Frank. Uh, hitting us up on Twitter here tonight. Was it just me, or was that the quietest 27 points Steph ever scored? I was at the game. It felt like Curry didn't have his usual presence on the court. I think another adjustment that the Warriors can go to, and, and look, Curry had 10 in the first quarter and then didn't score again until the third quarter. And then you look at, at Curry's fourth quarter, and then he got it going there when the Warriors were, were trying to roll there. But, yeah, Curry ended up with 14 in the fourth quarter, 14 of his 27 in the fourth. So it was basically 10 early and then 14 late, and then just the other three in the third quarter. And so, yeah, for a good chunk of the game – say, middle of the first quarter because that's when he took his his first sub of the night until really the middle of the third quarter. Uh, it, it There wasn't a lot going on, and he was playing off the ball a lot, and Vanderbilt was doing a nice job sticking with him. And so it, it was kind of a quiet night. It, it basically came in two bursts, early and late. And I think the Warriors, uh, you know, one way to attack Vanderbilt, I think for him, is to put the ball in his hands and let him go to work and and try to beat him off the dribble, and and you know not allow the the, the double and and not allow some of the clutching and grabbing. It's it's interesting. It's it's kind of different than the way the King series was. The King series was you want to take him off the ball, you want to move him around, you want to make the Kings try to guard him off the ball. You get it back to him and he can go to work and drive. This series, it's more now. I think about needing to get the ball in his hands and having him look to push and attack against somebody like Vanderbilt. There was more of that down the stretch, and it led to uh, the, the 14 fourth-quarter points. All right, got to pause here, 888-957-9570. Before we do, though, I want to get the secret sauce of the game. Why did the Warriors win or lose? What was the deciding factor? Secret sauce brought to you by Proposition Chicken. This chicken goes three ways, fried, flipped, and fake. 
now available in nine Bay Area locations. Or you can order at propositionchicken.com, and we've talked about it a lot. It was points in the paint and free throws that do the Warriors in in this one. 54-28, a plus 26 advantage for the Lakers in the paint. Lakers also with a plus 20 from the free throw line, so plus 46 for the Lakers in the paint and at the free throw line. That offset a 45-point advantage that the Warriors had from the three-point line, hitting 21 of 53 to the Lakers 6 of 25. So it was 63-18 Warriors from three, but it was also 79-33 Lakers in terms of paint points and free throws. They did it highly efficiently as well. Lakers 57% in the paint. The Warriors 40% shooting in the paint. That's not going to get it done. That's your secret sauce. Why did they win or lose? Brought to you by Proposition Chicken tonight. The Warriors, unfortunately for Warrior fans, uh, watch the Lakers come in here and win at 117 to 112. We'll pause. We'll come back. we got full phone lines. Uh, Kathleen, Michael, Danny, Andrew, Wyatt. I'm coming to you straight out of the shoot. One more hour. We'll keep this thing going all the way until midnight as the Lakers lead the series 1-0. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brings it up on Struder. Waits. Comes middle. Gets Russell as his defender on the switch. Dribbles to the paint. Throws to Draymond. Back to Curry. Relocation three is up. And good! He was backing away to the sideline. Flipped it up and in. We are tied! 112 all, 90 seconds to go. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, that three capping a 14-0 run after the Warriors fell behind 112-98. to It was 112 apiece. Unfortunately, though, the final bucket of the night for the Warriors with 138 to go. Lakers get the final five. D'Angelo Russell answered back. Lakers get the stops they need. LeBron James, Dennis Schroeder hit the free throw line to put the Warriors away, 117-112. to As we welcome you back here inside Chase Center, it's Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson on 95-7. The game said so Lakers lead the series 
1-0 with Game 2 to be played on Thursday. Uh, what are the adjustments that you see for the Warriors from Game 1 to Game 2? I've laid out a bunch of them to this point. And where do you see uh, as far as the execution in that final 90 seconds? Did you like the Jordan Poole shot? Did you like some of the drives that the Warriors had late in the game, even though the Lakers seemingly had walled off the paint, had 10 blocks, and really had forced the Warriors into some low shooting percentages in the paint tonight? Their size was imposing and proved to be the difference in this game. But the Warriors able to make the run with the small ball lineup, a little bit of zone, I think some things the Warriors can focus on as positives moving forward. We talked about Steph Curry's quiet 27, 10 in the first quarter, then 14 in the fourth quarter, just three in the middle two quarters. And Vanderbilt did a decent job, I thought, on him, especially when the Warriors took Steph off the ball. Jordan Poole has his best game of the playoffs. Klay Thompson got off to a hot start, but you look up and 9-25 isn't going to cut it for Klay Thompson. Klay tonight... Uh, you look at, at three of nine on twos for Clay Thompson. That not going to get it done, and probably a couple too many forces for Clay from three, although he did end up six of 16. All right, let's go back to the phones, as promised. Full phone lines. Kathleen gets us started here in hour number two, the 11 o'clock hour as we push toward midnight tonight. What's going on tonight, Kathleen? You're on Warriors Wrap Up. Uh-oh. Hi, hi, Gigi. Um, so honestly, I was just gonna say about Jordan Poole tonight. I think the only reason he did well was there was not a press, a full court press on him throughout the entire night. And I don't think that the war, the Lakers, will do that ever. You know, because they have Anthony Davis, you know, they have LeBron, they have all these people in the middle. And so they're just uh, inviting, you know, everyone to walk up to the three-point line. Um, And so I just, you know, wanted to point that out and wanted to get your opinion on that and if it's going to continue that way. Yeah, no, Kathleen, I think you nailed it. There's The Lakers don't put a lot of pressure on the ball and in, in fact they they really what they want to do is invite you to attempt to drive into the lane where they've got their bigs led by davis in there to to either swat or alter shots away i think that's the perfect scenario for the lakers but yeah not a lot of ball pressure and the warriors did get whatever they wanted at the three-point line tonight for the most part uh, I, but but they also got a little three-ball happy and I think took some bad ones. I mean, there was a little bit of the King series at times tonight where it was rhythm. And, and I, I also thought part of the game plan it appeared for the Warriors was to basically beat two with three. And, and the old math equation of the Lakers aren't going to take as many threes, the Lakers aren't as good a three-point shooting team. And the math problem, I think, for the Warriors that they felt they could solve and win was, hey, our threes, if you're going to give us certain ones, are going to beat your twos. The the reality, though, is the twos beat the threes tonight, even though the Warriors had 63 points worth of threes because 
the Warriors fouled and the Lakers lived at the free throw line and shot such a high percentage uh, on on the interior. But Jordan Poole is the kind of matchup the Warriors can win. And I, I think it was Tim Kawakami, the athletic, who, who kind of put it this way. You know, D'Angelo Russell is kind of a similar player to Jordan Poole. He starts for the Lakers. Poole comes off the bench for the Warriors. But in some ways, it, you almost look at them as a as a – a matchup in this series, like who's going to win the matchup between Russell and what he gives and Poole and what he gives. And that might be something that, that could help sway uh, who has the advantage. And tonight it was Poole 21, Russell 19, and, you know, both varying degrees of, of success as far as their shooting and, and playmaking and everything goes. Both had six assists. That's almost uh matchup within the matchup here as as we move forward. But I, I think this series sets up well for Poole to be comfortable and and to continue to get good looks. But like Clay and like others, the Warriors have to be a little more patient, I think, and turn some of the good looks into great looks as this thing moves forward. Michael and Pleasanton next on Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven the game. Hey Michael. Hey, how's it going, J D? Um good I think the summary's been good so far. Uh, the Lakers were killing us in the paint. You know, we got to figure out a way to answer, uh, get them into foul trouble or just drive to the hole on the offensive end. But I just want to talk about Chase Center tonight. Chase Center was a little bit flat for the playoffs. Uh, we could do better. We need to be louder. I uh, just wanted to add, you know, wear the gold shirts. They're not for sitting on your seat. Just wear the gold shirts and go Dubs. Still confident. All right, thanks, Michael. I think a lot of Warrior fans are confident tonight. That's the overwhelming sense that 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 I get. And yeah, I thought it was a good crowd. Uh, I thought it was a great crowd. The Warriors were were making their run in, in the final six minutes. There were a lot of Laker fans. There were far more Laker fans in the building tonight than there were Kings fans at at any point in the three games of the the first round series, a game game three, four, or six, and that was. One of the storylines is you know, how many Sacramento fans are going to come in. There really weren't all that many. A lot of Laker fans tonight, and there were moments where the Lakers made big plays and and they could be heard. Uh, but you know, I I thought overall the the crowd was good. I guess D'Angelo Russell had had something uh, to say. I guess LeBron had something to say about the vibe inside Chase being a little bit different compared to all those series he played over at Oracle from fifteen to eighteen in the NBA Finals where Steph and the Warriors got the better of then LeBron's Cavaliers in in three of of those four series. And so, you know, again, good crowd, great crowd. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I I think everybody kind of feels a a, a little bit different about that based on the night. But I thought thought the crowd was pretty wound up early, uh, but – when the team is not playing well and, and the Lakers really, I thought, controlled the middle two quarters and really from the beginning of the second quarter until the middle of the fourth quarter, so it was basically two and a half quarters, it, it seemed like the Lakers were controlling the game and the Warriors were in in uphill climb mode. And anytime the home team's in uphill climb mode for that lengthy a stretch of a game, it's going to feel not quite as as raucous. Uh, and so I, I think there was a little bit of that in play. Then the Warriors go on their run, and the joint was jumping with 
you know, six minutes till about that one thirty mark when the Warriors had the fourteen to nothing run. So I know Chase will feel the the appropriate fear and being threatened and needing the game two victory to even the series before things head down to LA. And so I think uh, the Warrior fans are going to be up to the task on Thursday night. Danny and Walnut Creek on Warriors wrap up here at eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Hey, Danny. First time caller. I want to talk about three things tonight. Number one, okay. Jordan Poole played confident. Yes, he might have missed that shot to tie the game, but I'm more than confident he'll shoot that ball. Number two, Steph Curry was driving the ball. LeBron was collapsing. A couple times he got a couple blocks. You know, maybe late in the series he'll kick out. This is going to go to seven. And number three, I'm going to tell you this right now, J.D. This is the fourth time I've been there in Oracle, I mean, not Oracle, Chase Center, this playoff. This is the fourth time a Warrior fan told me to sit down when I'm cheering when I'm down. I'm trying to cheer my team on when we're down, and my home team is telling me sit down. I came with my girl. She's a Laker fan. When they were up, I was cheering her up because you know she's cheering. But this is disrespectful. Our own home crowd is telling me sit down. I'm sorry. You said the crowd was good, but in my section, in the 100 lower level, they told me to sit down for the fourth time. I can't do that, J.D., man. I just want you to know what your thoughts on that. Tell the home team to sit down when we're down. I'm standing up because I want us to get loud. Loud. And get us going, but man, a home team was just disappointed me. I'm not going to go any more games tonight. End the series, I mean. Thank you, JD. Thanks, Danny. It's unfortunate. That that's unfortunate. And yeah, I mean, you want to be able to feel like you can get up and, and be hyped, and that there aren't only certain times in the game where it's appropriate to to stand up. But unfortunately, I think the the decorum and the you know, the the rules have changed, I think, over the years as far as what's acceptable and, and, and what's not as far as, you know, you can stand up, but if you're blocking somebody's view and a good majority of the crowd isn't, like, I, I it's that's not how I roll, but I'm just saying it. I, I think that's kind of what it's become now in in sports uh, a lot of the time in, in a lot of buildings. It's like I like a building where a couple of people stand up and that means everybody stands up because if everybody stands up, then everybody can see and you don't have to play the whole sit down game. But now that's that's unfortunate. And I know there are respect of your neighbor and your fellow fan rules and codes of conduct and all that. And so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be telling everybody to stick it to those rules necessarily. But that's that's unfortunate. I, I don't like hearing that, Danny, to, to be honest. Uh, as far as, yeah, Curry, they did collapse on the drives, and there were a couple where I think Curry thought he had the defense beat, and LeBron came over or Davis came over, and the shots got blocked. No doubt about Jordan Poole. A, a confident Poole is, is a good thing because the Warriors are going to have to find – they're going to have to find points in, in this series, and you know they're going to have to find efficient points in this series. And so I, I think you know, Poole is somebody that, that you look at the Lakers and they are this good defensive team, and in particular on the interior and all of that, but you start looking through it and they don't really have a great matchup for Poole, especially if Poole's on the floor with Curry and Vanderbilt's going to be the primary on Curry. And so I think that's something where you start looking at how can the Warriors be effective and, and Poole could have those opportunities. It's almost in some ways imperative that Poole is able to score and do what he did tonight uh, at, at a high level, and he did it without turning the ball over either. 
and and having six assists, which I think helps the Warriors flow. And and look, the Warriors are going to have more small ball in this series. I think that's a reality, and I think Poole playing the way that he did tonight gives Steve Kerr the confidence that he can go small a little more often, put Draymond at the center, and try and run the Lakers uh, a little bit more as opposed to trying to match up with some of the bigs. Rick and Hayward next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rick. Hi, J.D. Good to talk with you. Yeah, uh, you too. For that fan that was complaining about fans telling him to sit down, well, if I pay $300 for a ticket – and I can't see the game for two-thirds of the game because he wants to stand up and block my view, I'm going to tell him to sit down. That's just the fact of life. I mean, that being said, that's not why I called, but uh, that made me think about that. Uh, the main reason I called was the technical foul that Draymond Green decided he needed to get in the fourth quarter that cost the Warriors the one point. That would have made the score only a two-point deficit and it wouldn't require Jordan Poole to take a 35-foot shot that might have been able to be a 12-foot or 20-foot shot. And I just don't understand what the Warriors' thinking is. I get that they what you just explained where they're trying to go 3-2 to two and all that. But when you're only shooting 30, 39.6% and you're, not, you're getting beat in the paint by 26 it makes you think that maybe you should go more inside or take the 12-footer if they're going to give you the 12-footer instead of kicking it back out for a three-pointer. What are your thoughts? I I think the in-between game has to be there, Rick. Yeah, I, I, thanks, Rick. I think the in-between game has to be there as far as, you know, maybe you can't get all the way to the rim because the Lakers wall it off and they block shots and their size can be imposing in there. Uh, so I, I think part of the adjustment for the Warriors is going to be some pull-up twos. It's going to be if they run us off the three-point line, we're going to get into the paint, maybe not get all the way to the basket, but look to, to score on that, that interior zone where basically the defense can't totally – and then if the defense comes out, you try to get the ball behind the defense for, for a layup, but it takes patience. And so I'm with you on the in-between game. The, the reality of the math, though, is – 21 of 53 is is something that every team will take every night. It's basically 40% from three, which is exactly what you want. And at a high volume where you're making 21, like that part, I don't think anybody with the Warriors is going to be saying is is a negative tonight in this game. Now, you can go up and down the line and who was efficient and who wasn't. And, you know, Wiggins didn't have a good three-point shooting game tonight, one of five, but they got six makes from Steph Clay and Jordan Poole which I think they'll they'll take and and all at a good clip as as well. Uh, so you know Clay was I guess what thirty seven thirty eight percent, but that that's within range. I I think what you don't want is you know high volume and and obviously low percentage. But tonight that that wasn't the case. As far as the Draymond technical, that's a great point. And that was third quarter, late third, one twenty four to go in the third. And, you know, that that proved to be costly. And the official gave Draymond a lot of leeway. And I to the point where I didn't think he was going to get the tech. I thought he might get a tech. And then it it looked like, okay, the official's going to give him some leeway. He's not going to get a tech. And then Draymond was hell-bent on, no, I'm going to get the tech. 
and it winds up being a point, and it winds up being something that does come into play later when the Warriors went on the 14 nothing run and, and could have been up one, tied the game, down two after the the LeBron free throw when he split the pair. And then you're right, maybe you don't have to be you know taking the, the Jordan Poole 27-foot three. I, I, there, there's no doubt. Uh, and I thought it was unnecessary tonight, that tech, because he was able to make his point, Draymond, and the official – could have hit him sooner, didn't. And so to me, it was kind of a waste to make that be the moment in which you wanted to prove that you were going to get the technical. And and then the fans sitting down and all that, there's always another side, Rick. And and you, you nailed it. I mean, it's somebody that might be paying two, three, four hundred bucks that doesn't want the view to be blown. And, that, and that's just the world we live now. And, and I think now the reality is there's probably more people in the building that paid a premium that want to be able to not have their view blocked than there is people who also paid a premium that want to be able to stand up and try and bring the bring the team back in the game. There's always a flip side to it. There, there's no no doubt about it. Uh, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Wyatt is next here in Hawaii. Let's go out to Hawaii. What's up, Wyatt? Hey, how's it going? Aloha, Wyatt. Hey, um, so we talked about like lineups and um, going small ball and all that stuff. Um, how do you feel about like going like how we did in the Sacramento series? Go with Curry, Poole, Wiggins, Clay, and Looney. And having Draymond come off the bench, um, just like how we did the last, the last series, I know one of the issues because of that was because of spacing and all that stuff. And another question that I have is, I didn't see a lot of Jonathan Kaminga in this game. Do you think later on they're gonna they're gonna um, bring in Jonathan Kaminga because he he's one of my favorite players because he's Aggressive in in certain ways, and do you think he 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 is needed for the series? Yeah, thanks, Wyatt. I'll, I'll start with that. I addressed Kaminga a little bit earlier. He's a lot of people's favorite players. Uh, I think there's there's no doubt about it. But uh, you know, I I think on paper he fits in this series more than he fit. In the Sacramento series, I, I think the reality, and I've, I've said this with Kaminga, and, and at times I can get a little snarky about it because I, I, I just don't think there are, frankly, enough Warrior fans that that understand when when he plays poorly, and the fact that he's played poorly is part of the reason, and really the majority reason, as to why he's not gotten run. Uh, I, I thought, though, in in you know. Just laying out the Sacramento series, which at this point is kind of irrelevant, but there is a little bit of a bridge here. You know, Kaminga was bad in Game One against the Kings. Kerr gave him a second chance in Game Two. He was worse. He was a minus ten in about four minutes. He he gave up ten straight points, all on actions. Whether it was pick and roll, whether it was straight drive, he didn't rotate on a three that Kevin Herter hit. He literally gave up ten straight points in about four minutes. 
Steve Kerr was done with him in game two of the sack series for the night. He went to Moses Moody even when Kevon Looney got in foul trouble, and that's really where Moody started to play more. Uh, and and he played well in that game. And basically, Moody started to take Kaminga's minutes. Now, in Game 3, Kerr gave Kaminga another chance because of the Gary Payton illness and the Draymond Green suspension. So Kaminga got a third chance that I don't think he was going to get in that series. And he was okay in Game Three. He, you know, the Warriors were up. He played, you know, small minutes. He was okay. Had a couple of had a dunk. Had had a couple of little bu- buckets on the interior. I think had even a, a board or two. But he, he was all right to the eye test in Game Three. And so Kerr gave him a shot in Game Four, and he was just as bad in three minutes or worse in Game Four than he was in Game Two. And that was a wrap for the series. And there was a rebound that he could have grabbed that hit the floor. And it, it it just to me it was a wrap. Now matchups and I thought the Kings hunted him and all of that fine. He, he does tend to it, he looks like a better matchup in the Lakers series than the Sacramento series. However, there was the report from Marcus Thompson and Shams in the Steph Curry story about how Curry was you know the stand up leader and said hey who's with me and there was the report that that. Poole and or Kaminga were were kind of being singled out for not bringing the right energy or attitude or maybe being a little pouty about their role or lack of role. And so I think if if that's true, that would absolutely be part of why Kaminga wouldn't be playing in this game. I also think, though, the bigger point is that he's just not – he's just lost the coaching staff's trust because of – all of these things that I that I just laid out. And then again, I go back to how the Lakers defended him in February in that game where he took the three threes early and, and they were just cast off threes. And, you know, but he's also defended LeBron at times and, and, bring, and brought energy. And so I, I'm not ruling him out for the series as a whole. I don't totally know where he fits unless he's going to be almost a, a small ball five in this series but but you know I think you start looking at or or, I mean I guess you go if you're going to him you're going away from Peyton you know Jamichael Green made a couple shots tonight so again it's kind of a long and, and windy answer I wouldn't rule him out but I think he almost has to be thrown back in based on some semblance of a an emergency situation where Coach Kerr says, "All right, I'm just going to throw him in and see what happens. And if I throw him in and see and see what happens, uh, and he plays well, you know that's going to be his pathway back to getting more minutes, a la Moses Moody. But I think at this point, the Warriors also have some other things that they think they can go to off of this game tonight that maybe don't involve him, and so that process may be slightly." Delayed. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Nick in San Leandro, Alec in San Francisco, and Duck Sauce in San Jose. You all are coming up next, but we do have to pause. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap up one seventeen to one twelve. Lakers win game one. We'll keep this thing rolling for one more segment as we get closer to midnight here tonight on ninety five seven. The game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. on the right side. Waits for Draymond. Gets a screen. Deep three. No good. Mooney with the offensive rebound high in the air. Beats Thompson behind the back of Peyton. Goes up and jammed it! Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, that was one of the plays of the night. Clay Thompson with the behind-the-back pass in the paint through traffic to Gary Payton II for the dunk. Moses Moody made the play, though, with the offensive rebound, the lone rebound for Moody in a game where he played just six minutes but still in the Warriors' rotation. Warriors lose to the Lakers, 117-112. to 112. We welcome you back here inside Chase Center. It's Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson, we're keeping this thing rolling here for another 25 minutes or so. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Draymond Green. Uh, but let's go back to the phones, 888-957-9570, and also a rough little bit of history the Warriors made tonight in how they lost, uh, which we can fill you in on here as well. But Nick in San Leandro, as we go back to the phones, joins the conversation here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Nick. Hey, uh, uh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, uh, you know, this game here, it it was, for me, uh, like four minutes left, and I kind of shut it down. I said, oh, this is it. They're going to get blown out. And I take a peek. I said, oh, this is a close game. But in, in bottom line, uh, it should have been happening like this. We should have won this game. We were not in sync together. I mean, I mean, Looney, he was great, but he was got taken out by KD with his points and rebounds. But uh, uh, Curry, Clay. If they're not in sync altogether. I know they did. They did some points in there. Something else is missing in there. It's like the playmaker. All that ball movement around is not there. The fast break. Uh, Jamichael Green. He did his thing. He's like three. He he hit three threes or something. But the next game, I think Looney will get a little rest. Jamichael Green might start. Okay, first three minutes, and Looney might come back in. Green, I mean, Looney, he, he was kind of tired there. And he did his job, and I, I appreciate that. I mean, if he, if he had some help more, 
and, and maybe the game would have been different. We, would, we got this game. Also, uh, about the fan who's uh, complaining about somebody in front of him, you know, if she's a Laker fan, hey, she got the right to jump up and down, okay? If that was a kid who's 11, 12 years old, you think that, that, uh, that fan would be complaining about it? Look, I had a kid 10 years ago. She, he's jumping up and down, okay? Please don't complain about that. I'm sure she's not going to stand up for about two, three hours for that, okay? <laughs> Maybe she's a Laker fan, but please give her a chance to celebrate, okay? Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Appreciate it. I, you know what, Nick? I think that's a, a well said, my man, on, on that. Well, well said. Uh, as far as uh, it was two threes for Jermichael Green, two of four, uh, did, did have six points. Uh, lineup changes. If you're going to make a lineup change, I I think it, it's probably too early in the series to do that. Number one, but game two does become a moment of desperation for the Warriors. There's, there's no doubt. Uh, If, if you were going to make a lineup change though, it would be pool in and play small Draymond at five Draymond. How does he handle Anthony Davis? And you make Looney the back center and you separate the two again, and you try to get a little bit more space on the court. Now, you got to ignite and be able to rebound and all of those things against the Lakers' size if you choose to go smaller. But I think if there is an adjustment to be made, that would be what the adjustment would be. And as far as Curry and Clay, you know, I thought Curry was in pretty good pretty good rhythm tonight when he had the ball in his hands and was looking to be in, in attack mode there. Uh, I thought Clay... I thought Clay took some bad ones tonight, and yeah, I made some. Uh, but the nine of twenty-five and the three of nine from two to me is the bigger issue with Clay Thompson. As I I just kind of look at his shot chart in this game, and yeah, three of nine on two-point field goals. There were th- three in the paint that he missed. He was one of four in in the paint. Clay Thompson was uh, in this game, and. And then just uh, a lot of misses from three, a lot of right wing three point misses. I'm looking at at this. It looked like he was three for one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Looked like he was three for nine from the right wing from from three point range for for Clay in this one. So that was maybe his more least efficient spots uh, on the floor tonight. All right, Alec in San Francisco. Hey, Alec. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just want to um, say, first of all, that I, I agree with Jordan Poole's three shot. I thought that was a wise choice. It's unfortunate he didn't make it. But, uh, you know, that is a chance to tie it up. It would have been a great shot. Everybody would have fucking loved it. Um, uh, but what I want to talk about is how the Warriors have just been owned in the paint in the last series. And maybe not necessarily tonight as much, but the Kings just own them. They just can't get into the into the paint and make those shots without getting blocked. And I'm wondering yeah, what the Warriors, yeah, that, what you think the Warriors could do to maybe curb some of that? Yeah, I, I think. And there was a text, and I, I mentioned a little bit of this earlier. There was a text, Alec, uh, that, that said, "Hey, you got to be able to to pull up and and hit." You know, jumpers in front of the defense or draw the defense out farther to where you can get behind the defense, either drive, beat the the players that are protecting the paint off the dribble and keep them out of the play at that point or get somebody behind them. So I think that's the 
that's the issue uh, at, at you know to to how you beat it. It's it's the in between game. I think is the the first first part of it. Uh, pull up jumper where the bigs can't block you, or again get the switch out. And this is from the five one zero. We'll give credit where credit is due, uh, and then drive past them into what would be an open lane because they get drawn out at, at that point in time. So I think that's that's part of what you can do if you're the Warriors as far as, as that goes. Duck Sauce in San Jose. What's up, Duck Sauce? Hey, what's going on, J.D.? Thanks thanks for staying up late tonight for us. Um, I just had a couple positive takes uh, from tonight that I kind of wanted your thoughts on. Uh, the first one was uh, I know his last shot is going to be a bit controversial, but I thought when Poole first checked into the game tonight that he made a conscious effort to be a facilitator. And uh, I thought he had a couple really nice passes that, uh, you know, that were some big positives. And he kind of let, in turn, kind of let the game come to him a little bit. Um, it was a huge difference to me. Um, the other positive take is comparing to the last series and where the Kings were considered not to be a good defensive team, I thought tonight felt incredibly easy to get our shooters clean look. Staying there all night, really. And um, I was wondering what you, if you agreed with that. And the last thing I did want to say is I, I, I know AD is going to get his if we don't double him. But to me, you got to make D'Angelo Russell and Schroeder feel you more when they get to the lane. Like, okay, if one of them gets off on you, okay, that maybe it'll happen. But you can't let them both get, you know, around 20 points. So I thought that was a big key as well. And uh, I'll, I'll take your thoughts off here. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Duck Sauce. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on on D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder. I, I thought the the Warriors allowed those two to be too comfortable. I think that's that's well said. And as far as Davis, I think they're going to end up having to double Anthony Davis. You don't want to do that too early in a series because it allows the Lakers to really attempt to figure out ways that they want to try to counter it. With, with ball movements, you want to pick your spots and do it quickly. But I, I think that's a good point on, on the guards. And, and the, the defense for the Warriors was was somewhat non-existent, I thought. Really, really it was the middle quarters. It wasn't the second. It was just the, it was second and third quarters. Warriors gave up 67. And, you know, it was 67-57. I mean, that, that's the game, really, the, those middle two quarters. And the third quarter in particular, and you know, those are the quarters where the the defense was, I think, you know, pretty pretty loose. And the Warriors did a job in the in the fourth quarter, outscored them twenty four twenty one, but but only scored twenty four in the fourth quarter. And so, uh, the five zero run after the Warriors had the fourteen nothing run to to tie the game. I did think the Warriors got clean looks in terms of their jump shots. Uh, I think they could still be a little bit more patient. I I do think. Though driving into the lane, they didn't get clean looks. I thought driving into the lane tonight was reminiscent of game six against Sacramento where the Warriors either didn't finish or had a bunch of shots blocked. And so you know, spacing was the order of the day on Saturday between game six and game seven to get the Warriors figured out. I thought their spacing was much better tonight than in game six against the Kings. But, but there is a spread it out, be patient, 
move the ball, take the right shots component to this. And I'm with you, Duck Sauce, on Jordan Poole. He did make the effort to be a facilitator. There was a a stretch in the first half where – and Poole did have six assists, but Poole turned down a heat check, 28-foot three, made a conscious effort to keep the ball moving, ended up getting a three – knocked it down, one in rhythm, a good look, knocked it down, then knocked down two more after that, and then he wound up taking a heat check 27, 28 foot three at that point. But but he turned the original one down. It was almost a, a good karma basketball gods kind of a thing, right? He turned down a bad one, ended up hitting a good one. Then he made a couple of, of tougher ones, and then, all right, take your heat check after you make three in a row. That's fine. Nobody's going to complain about that, and, and nobody uh, complained – uh, about that uh, as well. Uh, and so Poole got himself into a rhythm. But again, he did make a conscious effort to try and play the right way, which I think is uh, important. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit from Steve Kerr as he met with the media here. Inside Chase Center, Lakers 117, Warriors 112 here on 95.7 The Game definitely said before pregame that this was an advantage maybe because you had rhythm but was it this quick turnaround do you think that took a toll on your guys there at the end uh no i thought we were the uh, fresher team down the stretch you saw the run we made um you know they they decided to play their guys the whole fourth quarter um and i understood that decision you know they're they've had they've had more rest so they're thinking you know push the envelope and and uh play their starters in the fourth and i thought um you know, in the last four minutes, we were the team with more energy. Um, so um, just couldn't quite get over the hump. But our guys made an incredible comeback uh, to, to tie it. And, um, you know, they made a couple of plays at the end. Um, Coach, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like AD down in the paint was kind of a deterrent. Obviously, he's a rim protector, but he, especially down the street, seemed to have discouraged a few of some of the players down there, especially altering their shots a little bit. And, of course, they weren't knocking those down. What What's the remedy to figure out AD just camping out in the paint? Well, I think you have to – you always have to feel um, – you know the game the first game of the series is a a feel out game um you can go through tape and and um you know you can talk about strategy but you have to you have to feel the game and the and the personnel and uh i thought ad had a great game i mean he obviously dominated and and blocked four shots and altered some others and you know that's what this team has been doing now for the last few months um they've they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league for a reason and uh and he's he's a huge part of that um so uh, he had a great game and uh we'll watch the tape and we'll see uh, where we can um, find better ways to attack steve the free throw discrepancy is is quite large i mean how do you guys go about remedying that and also just trying to get to the line a little bit yeah i thought we uh we committed some some fouls that we didn't need to um especially in the first half we had i think three where um you know on a jump shot i think um i think we hit davis on a fadeaway 17 footer i think we fouled a couple times when they were in the bonus when we didn't need to um they're going to shoot more free throws than we are i mean i think they were number one in the league and we were last or next to last so not a surprise but that is a huge disparity and uh, we need to bring that down you uh, you referenced the run you made late. It was after you went small. Um, what triggered that decision to finally you know go to that small lineup? And you know what did you like from it? Well, we were you know we needed to score. We were down. 
10. I mean, you know, a lot of times we make the decision, uh, the lineup decision based on time and score. And uh, time and score dictated, you know, that we needed the spacing. And uh, so we went with that, that smaller lineup and uh, they made a great, great push. And, uh, you know, we got some some big plays from a lot of guys. Wiggs is rebounding down the stretch, um, you know, and, and obviously the, the, sh- the shootings. I mean, Steph hit a couple of incredible threes and um, Jordan and Clay, some big ones. So, um, you know, we were right there. We gave it gave it a, um, a great fight and um, just couldn't get over the hump. But uh, we'll be we'll be ready for game two. Yeah, and the key is going to be, can you rebound when you go small? And I think that was part of that feeling out process that we talked about. You know, Kerr went to it almost in an emergency, down 14, the game's getting away, and, and, and may be over at that point. And you see what you can get with that group against the Lakers' closing group. And it provided some dividends. And that's something that I think the Warriors can look to potentially go to again down the stretch in a, in a different scenario or at different points in the game, they can play that five together with pool out there with Stephen clay and Wiggins and, and Draymond. I thought the interesting point was about the fouls and not the fact that you're going to win the free throw battle against the Lakers who are the top free throw team in the league and the Warriors obviously at number 30, but you have to, you know, killer fouls in the playoffs are the non shooting fouls once you're in the bonus like fouls that would not put anybody on the line. But once you get into the, the penalty situation, you commit those fouls and it's basically a free two points every time. And, and the Warriors did have a couple of those uh, it, tonight. They had a bunch of those in the Sacramento series at times that, that looked like they were going to kill them. And so I think the way Steve Kerr categorized it as committing some fouls that they didn't need to commit uh, is, is key and also acknowledging the fact that they aren't going to win the free throw battle, but they cannot win the free throw battle and still bring the disparity down from what it was tonight at at 29 attempts to the Warriors six. The Warriors can get to the line more than six, and I think what you were, what you'd be hoping for if you're the Warriors is you know get that get that six up to about 16 and knock the. Lakers from 29 down to about 22, and then you can live with, you know, maybe 22 to 15, 22 to 16, especially if you're getting three-point looks at the level in which the Warriors were getting the three-point looks to fall uh, in this one tonight. All right, uh, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Draymond Green as he met with the media uh, following this loss. Always great to hear his insights, especially when things don't go well. So here's what Draymond thought of the Lakers' close game one win. Styles change so much from team to team. Just, um, I mean, I know you know the length that the Lakers possess. Just how different is it going from who you just played to, to what they have inside? Yeah, it's a totally different team. Um, you know, they present some different challenges than we faced the first round. You just got to make the adjustment, come back in game two better. Did you think the quick turnaround had any effect on you guys uh, no. at the beginning end of the end of this game? Nah, thought we was pretty good. Uh, we got out in transition early. We fouled too much, and that you know that slowed us down quite a bit. So we got to be better defensively, and that start with me. How do you handle, or not just you specifically, but the team handle a player like Anthony Davis with that amount of length? And I think when you're guarding a player like AD, um, 
you know, it's never going to be one guy that just shuts them down. It's a team effort. But, you know, as far as the matchup goes, you know, you got to take that head on. And, you know, I don't think we did a great job of that tonight. Like I said, that starts with me. You mentioned the foul discrepancy, and obviously they got to the line nearly like five times more than you guys. I mean, how do you combat that going forward? Is, is, that, is it as simple as just the message being don't foul? Yeah, I mean, I think there was some, you know, some – cheap ones that we kind of gave away some in transition we took uh, you know some away from the ball when they were in the penalty you know that we can take away and you know we'll be better with that you mentioned how the uh, obviously a very different team you're playing now than you played in the last round but in terms of the bigs how different is that I mean that's a dramatic change going from Thomas to to AD I mean what is AD what are the challenges he brings specifically uh, he's a great player, um, very athletic, great rim protector, uh, and you know his shot was going tonight. You know he felt like he, he made every one of those mid ranges he took, and you know um, you got to live with some of those. But I think you know we can do a better job individually and collectively uh, to take some of those away. Obviously, Jordan didn't have a great last series, but what did you think about him in this game and the shots he was taking and the willingness to take them? I thought he was really good. Uh, I thought early on he passed up a couple, and, you know, we needed him to take those, and then he started taking them, and he was great. And, um, you know, I think this will be a series that will go his way, and, you know, that's great for us because we'll need him. Uh, you talk about um, things have to change with you, and typically you're the floor general. So what do you change for, for the next game? Uh, my aggressiveness, I... On both ends of the floor, I think um, you know I allowed the three fouls to kind of take me out of a rhythm and never really found it again. You know, so just got to stay out of foul trouble. It's kind of been a thing with me lately, and just got to stop fouling and defend better. It's a feel-out game, obviously, game one. Of course, you want to win it, but guys make adjustments from here. In that fourth quarter, you guys went on a run. Steve kind of went small. Do you think that's something that you guys can use to your advantage? <clears throat> I mean, I think that's always been an advantage for us, but we're not just taking Kevon Looney out of the lineup. Uh, he's been incredible, so that's not on him. If anything, it was on me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that we always have, and I'm sure we'll see some of that, but... You know, there's a lot of other things that we can do better, and, you know, we'll watch the tape, figure them out, and we'll be better. Yeah, and I think uh, playing small, though, will be a part of it. And, yeah, no no shade at Kevon Looney at all. I mean, Looney was a monster tonight, 10 points and 23 rebounds and seven offensive rebounds, and he did the best he could. But I do think the Warriors are going to have to mix it up a little bit more and try to go small to make the Lakers pay for their size in, in ways that, uh, maybe the Warriors have been able to do to some of these other teams over the years. One quick note, uh, Josh Dubow of the Associated Press, he had this one, uh, teams that made at least 15 more threes than their opponent won 96% of the games in the regular season and playoffs before the Warriors lost tonight. The Warriors had been 13-0 and all time when making 15 or more threes compared to their opponent, and the Warriors did that tonight. 21 three-point makes and six for the Lakers, and so the Warriors wind up losing this game, which is highly unusual when you make as many three-pointers as the Warriors did and the opponent does not. So the Warriors going to look to bounce back uh, and uh, – but have to like the fact that they were able to get a lot of good looks from three and knock down the 21 of 53. All right, uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, Warriors lose this one, 117-112. to 112. Make sure you keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game all day long tomorrow as uh, 
Morning Roast, Steiny and Goo, Willard and Dibbs going to be reacting to this one and getting you set up for Game 2 on Thursday. Early start for that one, special 6 o'clock tip time. It's the only game of the night, so the tip time moves up. No doubleheader with an Eastern Conference game on Thursday, so the Warriors and Lakers play Game 2 at 6. Warriors live at 5, and I will have that for you right here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Lakers get the better of the Warriors. Game 2 Thursday as the Dubs look to bounce back. 117 to 112 the final, and you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. We'll talk to you Thursday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t